PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. It's Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to a shit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 379 of Cinema Crispity So. This is my radio voice, and that's Drew Stokogburn. How's it going, Chris? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Uh, how you hold up these days? I mean... Paper goods stocked up? Not much has changed Not much in the last seven days. Yeah, no. Since we last convened nope. for our normal weekend show. Mm, nope. Yeah. Not much has changed. I mean, we communicate during the weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is more for the listeners, but I mean, so e- they, even they get an update on you. Make sure you're e- okay. Even still, I see Matt one day normally during the week. I see the other Matt one day normally during the week. So how are they? I, they're fine. But I mean, are they talking to other people? Who are they talking to? Um, Matt, engineer Matt is locked down at house, completely cut off from the world. Okay, so you're bringing him to stuff. Yeah. So if, so if any if he's getting it. It's definitely coming from me. Okay, it's what you can then track to either the other Matt or me. Mm-hmm, correct, yes, because both of you are still working. He He's working like part-time from home, but you're working... I'm, I'm working so you, like 90... Full-time from Okay, so... Like 80% if, from home. So if anybody's coming from the other I'm, Matt, I'm going, he's still going to the office during the day. I'm going to the office uh, at this point, it seems like. It's looking like once a week for mm-hmm. the three or four hours. He does like three or four hours once a day. So mm-hmm. it's it's him. It's, it's going to be him. Okay. But that's his choice. He doesn't have to. Oh, he no, wants I, to go out. I got. I got to get this. I got to get these things up. I got to keep these checks coming in. Um. Yeah. Well, well, we're here. We're doing another episode. The theaters are still closed. We'll talk about still that in the second half. We may actually have some sort of a, a timeline. Uh, no, we don't. You think we do? We don't. Well, not a timeline. More like um, hopes. People are hoping. What? What? Companies haven't planned. What companies have to plan for? Et cetera, I mean, et they, sh- they should start planning for September. 
Close. That's close to what they're doing right now. So, uh, we still saw a movie, thanks to Enzion.org. Or you can also check out, if you're not here in Florida, you can still use Enzion.org, obviously. That'd be yeah. great. They'll love that. They're a nonprofit. Help them out. But if you have a local art house theater that you enjoy, help them out. You can do the same thing. Go to their website and see what deals they have with distributors. Stream these movies at home. Part of that money is going back to the theater. So for the third week now, Drew. Yes. And uh, two out of three times now, this is through Kino. Mm-hmm. KinoNow.com. You can just go, people just go to KinoNow.com and, you know, just go straight to the source and check out all these movies available through all these theaters. And we saw an Irish film. Uh, the one thing about this uh, the disaster, Drew, it's called, what is it? The disaster. One thing that's kind of cool for us about it is that it's really forcing our hand to make us see. Uh, these are movies that would have been coming out over the NZON over the course of a couple months, and, and maybe we would have had a chance to see it, maybe not. It all depends on, it depends on what's what going exactly on. Exactly, schedules, other movies come out in regular right. theaters, but this is really forcing us to, you know... We don't have a choice. Not, we don't have a choice. We're, we yeah. saw a Brazilian film. I mean, I'd rather pay $12 to the NZON to watch Extraordinary Extraordinary than give 20 bucks to Amazon to watch Bloodshot. Oh, yeah, for real. Yeah, and, and like that's the only movie that's even come out on the VOD that I have even the remotest interest in seeing. And I really, <laughs> really, really can't wait for it to come out on Netflix or Amazon or HBO. No interest in a Trolls World Tour? Nope. No. So the uh, we saw a Brazilian film. We saw a Rom- no. What was a Corpus Christi? Polish. And then uh, The Whistlers, which we didn't get to see, is uh, it's still available online, is... Um, Romanian. This one was Irish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good old, good old Ireland. Hmm. Your people. Of sorts, right? I mean, yeah. Wherever the British went and conquered and raped and killed, then we were there. I mean, you can't claim all of it though. It's not like you, it's not like Moorish. Where it's like, oh yeah, wherever the British went, you just have Irish background, don't you? Just go back well, to Ireland but, specifically. Well, but specifically also too, it's Ireland via England. Okay. Okay. So. Sure. 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 Gotcha. Uh, well, we saw Extraordinary. That's what we did. Ghost. Man. Comedy. Supernatural comedy. Supernatural more. I mean, they do talk about a werewolf that does end up just being a fox, though. So. <laughs> Dumb old man. Uh, interesting movie. Yes. Uh, almost like a, it was almost more of a comedy slash like you said supernatural comedy slash mm. it was also like a romantic comedy as well I went there for sure it was about a girl who's alone meets a boy etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, it, it can't just because it's British also but it, it, because of how it's like comedy but then it shifts hard even just for momentarily to like these horror tones yeah kind of and then it switches back and yes. like that, and that's part of the humor well no exactly yeah especially with like the opening shots of scenes where they're just ripping off like the horror greats yes exactly there's like a straight up like, <laughs> shot yeah it's awesome yeah, yeah um it's it made me think a lot of like edgar wright like is that just a british thing to to totally mix this is there like a long history of of british comedy maybe, mixing up with, uh, may, with horror and stuff maybe that I just don't it's know about? just uh Maybe it's just like a not an American thing because not only does Edgar Wright do it well, but Taika Waititi does That's it very fair. well. That's very as fair. well. It does remind so, me also of uh, what we do in the shadows. No. New season coming out April fifteenth. All right, sweet, sweet. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's very true. Maybe that's, that's in three days. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. So maybe we're just bad at it. Perhaps. 
I mean, totally possible. Possible. We can't be good at everything. Can't be good at everything. We're good at a lot of stuff. Can't be good at everything. Sorry, you world. I mean, and most of the stuff that we claim to be good at, it's mostly Canadians too. So. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, yeah but they're assholes. Practically, practically, <laughs> practically American. They're but, just, but they're not. They're just cold socialists. But, the, but, but, but they're not. Mm. They're just polite. They're still mean on the inside. And not on the they're outside. Just, they're just polite. That's that Minnesota nice thing. Though. Oh, don't you know? <laughs> You owe me $20, don't you know? It's fine. I'll just Well, that, I mean, that's the, that's the southern thing, though, too. Like when an old southern lady tells, says, oh, bless your heart, she's not oh, saying yeah. anything nice. That is a mean thing. Might as well be calling you boy. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why would you do that, lady? I'm just, not just delivering your newspaper. I'm sorry the comic section was missing. Didn't know you needed your pass, uh, puzzle, crossword puzzle so bad. Extraordinary is by the lady named Rose, who has gifts. She, talents. 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 Excuse me. Correct. Talents. All talents in this movie where she uh, can communicate with the dead that communicates with her. Um, but it's like wasted on small things because she lives in this little Irish burg where like nothing really happens anyway. So it's just like. She's in the driving school. She, so she does a driving school. Charlie Chip, yeah. She has this whole thing with her father, this whole backstory that's revealed throughout the way, along the way. Uh, and then there's Will Forte, mm-hmm. who's. Uh, one hit wonder, right? Yes. Like a disco-ish type of yeah, pop song, Euro pop song. Cosmic lady, Chris. Cosmic lady? Cosmic woman. Cos- cosmic woman. Cosmic his, woman. His character's name was Christian Winter. Christian Winter. Christian one hit winter. Uh-huh. Like that. Yes, exactly. <coughs> Apparently made enough money to buy a fucking castle in Ireland. I mean, they can't be that expensive, right? The, the, well, lo- these days. Lords <laughs> are hard up oftentimes. Yeah, these days too. When they when they pass generation to generation, the estate tax really wipes those families out. It's, it's pretty sweet. It's a good way to level the playing field. Yeah, we should get a... We should do that here in America. We use the, no, we can use the Patreon money to go buy an Irish castle. Then we'd have to move to Ireland. Oh, uh, Scottish castle? Then we'd have to move to Scotland. Hmm... I'm out of British castle options, Drew. I ain't going, I, I, I'm not going to England. The climate in that country is awful, which is probably why people left it. That's why it's, that's why it's a good price. Look, you want a castle in San Diego, that's going to cost you a lot of money. First off, you're going to have to build a castle. Not a history of castles in San Diego. No, no, uh, no. Well, the, first of all, you have to buy land in San Diego. That in itself. Come on. Now, now we're looking at the real <laughs> you, expense. You can't afford that. That's, that's a true expense. You can't even afford one square foot in San Diego. Property, property taxes alone will kill you on that. Uh, then try to build on it. Forget about all the permitting mm-hmm. and all that. And, and, and the, zoning issues. Yeah, and you've got to think about like the traffic even in and out and all that stuff. Let's just go to Scotland already. No. To the moors. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, give give climate change a little while. Let it warm up over there, and then I'm totally down. Wouldn't it just be underwater first? No, because it, it's highlands over there. Oh, yeah, true, true. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're highlands here in Orlando, so, technically. Well, I mean, yeah, we are. Oh. But it, this would be more like a tropical island. Over there, like, they're starting yeah. to grow wine in England again. Oh, hey. Because because it, it, the... Because of climate change? Climate is actually temperate enough to grow grapes well. Because so. of, if the world's going to fall apart around you, why not get drunk? Well, of happens. course. Of course. Smart. Yeah. It's pretty smart. Yeah. Uh, so he's a guy. He's a musician who has a castle. He's going to make a deal with the devil. To get back on track. Yeah, I mean, one of the first scenes that we meet him, he's literally writing a contract in blood. Crossing things out. It's like, oh, I misspelled Beelzebub again. Yeah. yeah, he's doing a very arch character. Yes. Very Will Forte, like SNL sort of portrayal of a character. Mm-hmm. 
Like uh, I could definitely see him being thrown into what we do in the shadows as just, you know, the next weird vampire guy. Or even this character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. so doing this exact mm-hmm. exact storyline. Yeah. Which is weird. Totally works. And uh, he had something screws up during his ritual with the devil, so he has to uh, he has to fix it. That brings crosses his past with Rose. Then the whole movie is like him and Rose and a supernatural, and then comedy and then uh, the deal. <coughs> good times. Yeah. I thought it was good times. And some poor Irishman taking a lot of ghost loads to the mouth. Oh yeah, that's a weird detail. Yeah, it's a strange one. It is. <laughs> I like that guy though. I liked everyone. It was fine in it. Uh, I mean, I don't love the movie. It's all right. It's, yeah, it's for what like, it is, it's fine. It's almost. Uh, it seems more like it's. Uh, it seems like it would. It seems like a, a more of a like a lengthened idea. Like yeah. it, it seems like it could totally be shortened down to like a half hour and thrown into like a whatever TV show, or it could be the pilot of a TV show. Exactly. I'm as, thinking it's kind of TV ish, as opposed to you know, it seems like they took this idea and stretched it out to ninety minutes. To ninety minutes, uh, you know, to make it a feature. You know, but still, they weren't like this is a two hour movie. No, ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. That's a good runtime. That being said, hour long pilot for a TV show maybe. On TV movie, hmm. that's almost dismissive. Mm. Uh, it was good. Question mark at the end. Why voice was, went up? I didn't really intend that to happen, but it did. It was all right. It was fine. It was fine. It's uh, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's, it's just comedy subjective, and it didn't really get me like that. But there, we we did though uh, at times, at sometime and separately had some like out out loud laughs. Yeah. Uh, that one where like when he hit the the thing. And then and the soundtrack. Oh, that was that was, that was good. That was. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, that's funny." That was good. Because it's like yeah. playing with the tropes yeah. and conventions and yeah. everything. And uh, I mean, every yeah. time every time he was doing his incantations, I thought I was going to pee myself. So. Yeah, his incantations were always. But doing the will for it. Yeah, do exactly. Yeah, doing his yes. thing. Uh-huh. So yeah. so over the top. Yeah. Mm. That fucking mustache. God, the haircut was so awful. What? Oh, I wonder who picked it. Did he come? To audition with that haircut. Ooh. I have an idea for my character. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, thought it was good. I want the haircut I from the kid in, that gets taken into the upside down place in the first season of Stranger Things. It's pretty much the haircut he had. It was like like that that bowl and, 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 and sort of bangs that yeah. sort of like uh-huh. hook in it here. Was so weird. Yeah. Looked like a child's haircut. Yeah. It's a boy's haircut. Yes. On a grown ass man. Mm-hmm. With the penis staff. <sighs> Magical penis. Well, enchanted. Enchanted. You got to enchant these yes. things. I mean, it's just an object without the enchantment. Uh, Drew Cogburn. Let's switch things up just so we can go backwards. So what's in your media diet? Uh, I really didn't. I mean, besides watching uh, the new episode of Westworld, that's really about yeah, all sure. I had time for between school and... That's the one where they... Uh, Other shit going on this week. That's the one where they reveal who's who's the identity of the... Yes. Okay. Yes. So I'm caught up too. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a yes. wild episode. Yeah. That was really enjoyable. I was I was kind of looking... I mean, it, it was very good, but at the same time, I kind of wanted it to be more of like a, a mixed cast. Sure. You know, type of thing. Yeah, I was... Yeah. But then, but then when they were revealed what happens, like, well, that makes sense. Well, it does. She is an egomaniac. Yeah, I get it. But at the same time... I love uh, Maeve. Everything about Maeve and her storyline is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And her, her superpowers in the real world. Yeah, they're working. Yeah, that's cool. Which means, mm-hmm. is it the real world? 
Mm-hmm. Um, is it multiple timelines? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you thinking of Aaron Paul? He's doing fine. Right? They haven't given him a lot to do so far. No, I, like technically. Well, no, exactly. He's been in a bunch he's, of scenes, he, but he's just still he's just of, he is just kind of like there. Yeah, he's like a plot device support for uh, Dolores mm-hmm. at this point. Who she's great. Uh, get a little bit of Bernard. He's great. I'm enjoying Hemsworth. The, yeah, the the chubby Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. This guy, he's like, you know what? They have all the muscles. That's fine. <laughs> they do. They have all the muscles and they have all they have all the height as well. He's just he's just a squished down Hemsworth. That's all. He's just he's just squished. He's like, what would what what? Yeah, <laughs> that's all. It, it's like it's like someone took Chris and was just like, eh, there you go. What would a Hem, what would a Hemsworth look like if he was a normal human being? Exactly. You look like this one. What's his name? I don't know. There's uh, the other Hemsworth. The other Hemsworth. Have you seen their dad? See, that's the thing. He's some sort of like surfing guy surf- over there, yes, right? He, yes, he is. Yeah, uh, he, he, he's like one of like the OG like surfing legend, and he looks like from Lee, what I hear. Liam and, and, and Chris. well, for, and, and, and from what I hear, also like you close your eyes and just think of like tan blonde Australian man, yeah, and like he is the epitome of that's, that. That's him. <laughs> that's him. So this one dude, whatever his name is, Brian or Bob, Bob Hemsworth, he kind of hit the. He 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 definitely got one of the slower swimmers. He, yes, he got the slower swimmer <laughs> version. Poor poor guy. He he got the Danny DeVito end of the test tube. I mean, it's still a great test, test tube. tube to come from. I mean, it's good enough. Obviously, it's a Hemsworth. <laughs> it's a Hemsworth petri dish. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Eddie Eddie Hemsworth. On, his name is his name is Eduardo Hemsworth. It's in Westworld playing the the security guy. Oh no, he's a Luke. Luke Hemsworth. That's right. Okay. He's a loop. Look, Chris Liam, that's right. They can't handle more than four or five letters for their name. Well, they need to use the rest of that brain power for, for bodily for, function and surfing. And, and for saying Hemsworth. And for sweet surfing, bro. <laughs> I'm a Hemsworth surfer. You didn't think I was going to do all that, go all that time while doing an Australian accent, did you? Uh, Westworld's pretty good. It's really enjoyable. What was that? Was four and it, episodes? Yeah, and it was also, and it was, this was also the Ed Harris episode. Yeah, is he or is he not fucking holding on to anything? Like what's he's, he seen? What's his, he not seen? Yeah, he, his, he seems his fucking mind is so broken. He seems entirely <laughs> crazy. That poor man. Which watching his scenes made me want to go back and rewatch the first season because he was in so, like every episode of the yeah. first season. A lot of it was about the man in black and all yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying Westworld. Four episodes so far. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. Uh, what else we got? That's really it. Get out of here. That's, no, that's it. Between that, I mean, I, it, it was that and... Uh, we did our bonus episode for the week that we're pre-recording. I got you. Uh, help, yeah, helping me pre-record stuff for our Patreon. Yeah. And then... So that's uh, taking up some of your time. And then school. School started this week. So... Oh, the new uh, online semester mm-hmm. online now? Yeah. Because we had to go and get a book recently. Yes. That was like two weeks ago. Sure. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Good stuff there. Uh, so Westworld, I checked off my list as well. I caught up on Better Call Saul. Uh, How's the, it going, man? Like the last episode, the last couple episodes, maybe some of the best episodes that they've done so far. Yeah, very nice. The show is fucking great. It's really, really good. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I'm super glad that they did this show. I mean, if you're a fan of Breaking Bad, it's really. I mean, it's, it's all in the same universe. It's a great extension. It's even so much of the same crew. Vince Gilligan is, you know, still working on it, and and uh, man. I really, really liked it. I'm watching it using um, my Sling TV app. No. Yeah, that thing's coming in handy. Fairness. Thing's coming in handy for that and for the AEW wrestling that we watch, mm-hmm. uh, which is awkward with no no audience, man. Yeah, I mean. All these wrestling programs are awkward, no audience. Yeah. 
Well, that's half the fun of the wrestling is it the really, audience. It really is, and you don't notice it until it's, until it's gone. You try to watch these matches without people in them. Um, for for ejemplo, senor, I mentioned last weekend uh, when we were recording, we were actually right smack dab in the middle of WrestleMania mm-hmm. because now apparently it's a two day event. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. And of course, because of all this shit, they had to pre-record a bunch of stuff in the at the training facility they have right here in Orlando, uh, somewhere on Rouse Road over there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know Chico knows the address. And uh, shout out to Chico's brain. The and then I mentioned last week the Boneyard hashtag Boneyard match mm-hmm. where Undertaker beat up AJ Styles yep. in, in like an underlit barn. Yes, <laughs> and yes. then and, and then buried him. Uh huh. Yeah, it was so corny. And it was like some weird Lifetime movie. Yeah, it was bad. It was corny. Uh, well, then uh, my brother showed me Sunday night. Mm-hmm. They build John Cena versus the Fiend. The Fiend is this dude who's like uh, sometimes wears a crazy mask, and then sometimes okay. he's just like a kind of a f- typical white wrestling guy, big dude. Okay. And he has a recurring segment where it's supposed to be like a fucked up children's show, like okay. a funhouse type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so John Cena comes out to do his match. He does his entrance, and then during his entrance, it gets hijacked by the show by the dude he's gonna wrestle. And instead of them having a match in the ring, they had a like a fifteen minute uh, dream sequence where John Cena fought his own like memories mm-hmm. and past WrestleMania appearances through this guy. So he fought himself. He yeah, it was weird. And like he would like whenever he went to swing for a dude, he would disappear. So so who won in John Cena versus John Cena? Dude, well, did John Cena win or did John Cena lose? This is so weird. All right, spoilers for WrestleMania. <laughs> this is so weird. It was fun. It was ridiculous and fun. I enjoyed it. The uh, <laughs> at the end, the fiend he shows up like he materializes behind John Cena. And he does this weird little finishing move, which looks dumb. It's, I don't even can't even describe it. It just looks stupid. All wrestlers knew finishing moves. Like, the finishing moves stopped looking good in 1998. Yeah. yeah. Once they did the, the Stone Cold Stunner, everything stopped. Mm-hmm. Like, this is it. We've reached the pinnacle, I guess. <sighs> the um, Fiend pinned Cena. One, two, three. And he won. And then he was declared the winner. And then John Cena... Faded away like uh, Yo- like Yoda. Okay, like like rah! he disappeared. He disappeared gotcha. Je- yeah. Jedi style, yeah. and then and then it just cut away. Faded the back. Oh, no. And that was the end. So 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 John Cena's spirit's been faded. Is he dead in this in the WWE universe? Like uh, I don't know. Maybe he passed up. Okay, cool. Is he? Maybe that might have been the end of his contract. Okay, I don't know. The fiend defeated him in his mind, and he disappeared. Maybe he's now living inside the fiend's mind. I don't know. In some sort of altered dimension. It's strange. I didn't know wrestling was going sci-fi on us. Only that. <laughs> well, I mean, Undertaker has been off paranormal. And on. Yeah, 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 off and on for years. Still, remember Papa Shango? No. Papa Shango was the voodoo wrestler mm. for like a year, year and a half. Did he shrink anybody's head? No, he made Undertaker bleed goop from his skull. Okay. Yeah. During a, he was doing a, an interview, and then like black goop just started coming out from under his hair. So he must have been wearing a wig, and it was like pouring down his face. And then he would he would like touch his hand to his face, and he was like ah, he was making crazy Undertaker faces. And then Papa Shango was off the side, like shaking like a like mm-hmm. a crazy guy. This is a black dude dressed like a like uh, a priest. Uh, yeah, well, Baron Zemo type mm-hmm. of thing. No. And uh, is that right? And uh, yeah, who's the one from? Uh, I don't know. Chris. 007, James Bond. It's no, you don't know. no, 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 because but it sounds like that anyway. 
Zamedi. Anyway, he uh, he was a bad guy for like a year and a half. The ch- oh, one time, I think it was Ultimate Warrior was wrestling, and then Papa Shagun comes out down the aisle, and then he's like doing like an enchanting, like Will Forte. He's acting like Will <laughs> yeah. Forte, and then the lights go out in the arena, and then two lights go on in the middle of the ring, and it's they're fire. <laughs> And then when the lights come back on, the Undertaker is like, he's on his back, knocked out. The Undertaker, Ultimore is knocked out on his back, and his boots are on. Cool. Yeah. It was pretty wild. These, these things are in my brain. Fun. There's also, I've burned in my brain the image of uh, Jake the Snake, snake gnawing on Macho Man's bicep, mm. and then the camera pushing it mm-hmm. close on it. I bet that gave you the willies for a while. That one. Uh, Mr. It, I hate snakes. It's still in my brain, Jerry. <laughs> it's still in my brain. Uh, so that was weird, man. Sounds like it. It was weird. Weird as fuck. Um, nailed it. Season four. I've watched it twice. Good for you. Well, once by myself and then once with my, with my family. And then even then, not even the whole thing, only a few episodes, but still it's fantastic. Yeah. Great, great season. You really enjoy it. It's just, it's the same thing it does. There's really nothing to, nothing to no. report it. To uh, that Tiger King bonus episode came out today. I haven't seen it. It's, uh, well, it just came out today, like literally hours ago. Mm-hmm. And it's not that long, and it's really just Joel McHale sitting on his couch interviewing seven people, eight people technically, uh, about, so what's life been like for you since it's come out? And it's all variations of the same thing. Oh, this is crazy. Uh, Like, two different people are like, I want everyone to know I don't do drugs. I've never done meth. Bullshit. No, one guy was like, the one, know who I believe? The, uh, I don't know their names. The one with the long hair. And the glasses, the tall, skinny one, and then his obviously his teeth are fucked up, like the top ones are gone. Uh, anyway, he he's like, I've never touched meth in my life. He was so adamant about it. He's like, I've done a lot of drinking. I quit drinking, but I understand my mouth is fucked up. This is what happens when you get old. He was so pissed. He was so pissed about it. Um. Oh, and then for some reason, another dude was pissed about how they showed him his tattoos, like one of. Those, not finished mm-hmm. is everyone's getting mad at the tattoo artist it wasn't finished man it's finished now it's <laughs> great <laughs> these guys have weird priorities yes yes they do they're, all of them they're strange uh but it was interesting it was fun my favorite one was probably when they talked to uh the producer mm-hmm. they saved that one for yeah last. i'm sure that was yeah. yeah they talked to him all the way from norway that was an interesting one um i finished reading station 11 which and, i mentioned last week the pandemic yep. book it's really really good not that long 250 300 pages pretty quick read highly recommend people looking for some new fiction to read or i guess if they like to listen to it i can't listen to books i gotta read them i have to give it my attention or else I, it's you like, have to listen to it in your own my own voice i guess voice. yeah i have to read it to myself <laughs> like a child i guess because if someone else read it reads it to me then my mind starts drifting I'm like oh maybe i should send it to my computer here yes you should <laughs> then i start reading an article I'm like what were they talking about rewind 10 minutes that's how it's in a podcast it's bad I can't do that to books. People work hard on books. Podcasting is bullshit. You can multitask. Right? People can do laundry while they listen to this. This is bullshit. We're not working hard on this. You're hardly working. Hardly working. Look at you. You're half asleep. Uh, I am. But uh, people like work hard on these books, man. And then even the people who read them, they work hard on recording those things. Like they do voices and stuff sometimes. Good for that. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to be smirched their work by uh, watching TV while I listen to a book. Do you know who William Gibson is? No. Uh, I'm reading my first William Gibson book. Kind of embarrassed to say it, being such that I love reading and sci-fi so much. This guy wrote Neuromancer. Okay. 
Neuromancer is um, the first time uh, anyone used cyberspace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, you know, so he coined that word. And reading this, it's like, he does this weird thing. And for people who have read William Gibson, this is not going to sound like some dumb uh, college freshman kid. Like, hey, look, I discovered philosophy. But listen, I'm just, this is my journey. So go <laughs> along with me here. Um, this dude writes in a way. So it's like a lot of futuristic sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um but it's cool. So it's stuff that like he's matching a world that's not only a little ahead of ours. Yeah. And then maybe like one step to the right. Uh, so you can imagine it so well. Even, and it's also weird where like for the first 20 pages, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like I, I really had to, it was almost like reading that, that Jamaican book. Where I was trying to read through all the yeah. Patois. I was like, I don't, I don't understand Patois. I, I, I don't understand I this. It. Yeah. But then like after a while it starts to click. Mm-hmm. Uh, at like 80, 90 pages into this 500-page book, it's like Gibson finally lets you in and things start clicking. Mm-hmm. And then on a page 100, I was like, fuck, oh, I'm in. This is so good. I'm on page like 200 now. Uh, but he does a thing where it's like, so it's like this future, and it's so tangible. Like, I understand it. Um, and you know what it reminds me of? But in a good way. How altered carbon is cool. Mm-hmm. But it feels derivative. Yes. Right? Well, it, it seems like it just pulls from everything. It takes from everything. It's like, I'm taking from this, I'm taking from this, and I'm putting it together. And I'm cool, I made a cool... New, I, I took from this Lego set and this Lego set, and I made my own thing. That's mm-hmm. a cool mix of these Lego sets, mm-hmm. right? Gibson, he does a thing where it's more like... He's the guy coming up with those original Lego sets. Yeah. He's, right? He's mm-hmm. making those things. Uh, and it's all, it is stuff that like, I mean, even there, there are things I'm reading here that like, oh, well, this reminds me of Ready Player One. And something here like this sort of is very Westworldy, obviously, with a lot of storytelling parallels. And, uh, but he does it in a way that it really does feel new and mm-hmm. cool and fresh and like he's pushing things forward. And then he does a fun thing where, so it's these worlds where like characters uh, are already accustomed to all the sci-fi that's like for us so fucking advanced, and then they get introduced to technology that's, that's like above them. Yeah, they're like, I, I thought this was theoretical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it blows their mind, and then you're in their headspace. Uh, it's a lot of fun. He's written like almost twenty books. Ugh. It's gonna be a slog yes, getting through is. getting through all of them, but I'm going back to the beginning after I finish this one. You have fun with that. I will, and I will report back. Often, um, so I think that's it for media diets this week, and and then extraordinary is our movie. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back in the second half. We have a uh, it's the triumphant return of Billy Dee's death in the movies. Very nice. I'm gonna send you the email, Drew. So okay. It. It's a it's an old school one. In these pandemic days, we got he sent a passenger pigeon <laughs> he was old with school. a yeah. <laughs> he sent a passenger pigeon with a with, an e- with a USB drive. Yes. <laughs> An old one. It was like 256 <laughs> was like three different drives stuck to this poor passenger pigeon. Uh, we got Billy Dee's Death in the Movies. We got um, in the comment thread, we got a comment in there, mm-hmm. and I also have an email to send you. So we have all that, plus I have like, I don't know, a fucking a dozen stories that we can fly through. So we have plenty to do for the second half. Uh, Drew, I got this app. <laughs> That's a free app if you watch ads on it. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, essentially a music maker app, like a beat maker app. Okay. 
and I've been fucking around with it because I'm doing, uh, trying to do like a narrative, like a Fence Steel sort of, you know, mm-hmm. podcast. And I need to figure out what I'm going to do for music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are you just going to John Carpenter it up? I'm going to try John Carpenter it up. Do it yourself. 100%. Ho- hopefully make it amazing. <laughs> I'm trying my best. I'm fucking around. So I want people, I want, I'm going to share some of my fuck arounds because this thing is surprisingly simple to use. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it gives you a whole bunch of different styles. Uh, I've been using a lot of the trap stuff and some of the synth stuff, and uh, it's like 64 different elements split up into bass, whatever. Then you click on different things, shut them off, turn them on. Uh, so, like, you can hear the patterns and stuff. It, it gets repetitive if you're not careful with it. Uh, so, I gotta learn how to avoid all that Write stuff. music? Essentially. <laughs> but, but with, like, pre-written stuff. Yeah. So, then I can't even say that I wrote it, because I didn't, because they everything's written for you. The melodies, all that's written. But you did. But you're the one who combined the melodies in your specific way. So, it's like, I produced it, maybe. <laughs> so, listen to this thing that I produced with this app, uh, and then expect more of this bullshit in the next few weeks until I get bored with it, like I do everything. Uh, and we'll be back with the second half. All right, here we go. going guys hope you enjoyed your break we enjoyed our break here we go cinema crespediso at gmail.com is the email cinema crespediso is the facebook group cinema crespediso on instagram crespediso on twitter i'm chris Crespo on twitter joseph cogburn at joseph cogburn on twitter not him and uh antihero 419 on instagram doesn't use it he's on facebook yeah. doesn't use it correct yeah. all those things all those things yeah cover it right I don't, yeah I don't, I don't use social media doesn't use social media or uh, or your email? You want to put that out there for people? Uh, Hell you don't, no. You want, you want a pen pal? No. <laughs> no. No? Don't need a pen pal. You don't want someone from prison hitting you up? Nope. Like, I like your voice. Don't. Nope. Uh-uh. No, thank you. Bring back Jusica Ibrun's two cents. That'd be weird. That would be weird if you had a, a prison fan. Ooh, that's what he wanted. That's the only thing he listened for. You fast forwarded to that section. And the shorter the better. He's like, oh yeah, I like it quick. It's weird. I like it quick, Jersey Cogburn. Just like that door. Um Billy D is alive and well, fortunately. Um is he actually in New York at the moment? I think he escaped. He did, right? He got out somewhere, he undisclosed mm-hmm. where he's at. Anywhere between Pennsylvania and California. Uh yeah, he he he, got, no he, he got over the bridge. I mean the Duke died, but he got over the bridge. Yeah, he made it. <laughs> Duke died, but he made it. Shout outs to Bill. 
uh, our own Snake Plissken. Yep, he escaped from New York. Snake Plissken Jr. escaped from New York. Uh, he uh, he hit us up, sent us an email and an audio file. So read the email first, and then we'll play the audio file. Go ahead, Drew. What's up, dude? What up, Bill? Sorry, I've been out of touch. Gestures all around. You know. Mm-hmm. I also have been putting in like 60 to 70 hours a week working from home. <sighs> Gotta love late stage capitalism. Yeah. Damn the man. Your boss knows you aren't going anywhere or have any plans. That's true. Anyway, I got to see the insane and hilarious butt boy because of this. Thanks. All right. Well, you're, thanks, Bill. We appreciate it. Billy D on social media at I Love Blood. Uh, let's listen to his review of Butt Boy. What's up, my dudes? I thought, since my hair and beard are so long, that returning on Easter was fitting. So what did I miss? How's everyone's apocalypse going? You know... I thought I'd have more time for movies and books and stuff during our lock-ins and shutdowns, but for the first three weeks of this, I have been putting up more hours at work than I have in a long time. One of the unforeseen consequences of this pandemic is many film festivals got canceled this year. That left a lot of reps scrambling to get their film seen. And that is how I got to see Butt Boy, a film that should have debuted at South by Southwest. And Butt Boy is the oddest film I've seen this year, and I loved it. What started as a super uncomfortable experience turned out to be wildly more pleasurable the longer it went on. Butt Boy is a black comedy noir about a detective who's trying to prove his AA sponsor is making people vanish into his ass. This movie, wow. It really won me over based solely on its own charms and the commitment that writer-director star Tyler Kornak has to this bit. Once you fully realize what you're watching, you're either in or you're out. And I was in. I was way in. I was all up in it. Butt Boy is the best movie I have ever seen about someone putting things inside of their ass. It's not for everyone, but if you're looking for a hilarious, surreal experience as opposed to the surreal, dystopian nightmare daily life has become, Butt Boy is one hell of an escape. It's available now on demand. Get inside Butt Boy. And you know, don't forget to support independent artists during this time. The future is uncertain for all of us, but they regularly live uncertain lives to bring us the things we use to cope with this mess. Buy a shirt, stream a movie, donate to your favorite dive bars relief fund, do what you can. After living through the outbreak in NYC and the ongoing situation there, I can tell you that we really have to rely on each other and our communities for support. I love you all. Stay home, stay healthy, stay cool, Billy D. Insert audio here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, thanks, Bill. We appreciate it, dude. Um, also, he has his Billy D. Snaps, his, uh, his photography uh, account. Definitely check that out as well. Drew. Chris. We have the email from Gabe. Did you get it? Did it come through? Yep. All right, great. So, cinemacrespeso at gmail.com is the email you can use to get it off your chest like this. He's got a bunch of reviews for movies. Let's hear it. And no, we got to keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Never stop. Never stop. I'm Wendy Williams. They begin here. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City oh. on Netflix. I remember being a small kid when this happened. A reminder, not all people are quote-unquote very fine people. It covers the national events leading up to the to McVeigh. Give me a lot of context what I didn't understand as a kid. Sure. Very good. Worth a watch. Uh, anti-government McVeigh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good old homegrown American terrorism. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we no one does it better. No. USA. USA. <laughs> number one. We number one. Uh, Wicker Man on Netflix. Ooh, which? Ooh, the I don't. original? Ooh, I guess if it says Nick Cage, we know which one it is. Definitely see Midsummer Parallels after, so, after saw it was written in the style of Agatha Christie. Mm. A bit too musical for me. 
Like the creepy parts the protagonist never sees, but the antagonist is a bit too over the top for me. For a historical review of cult horror, worth a watch, but nothing mind-blowing. There you go. So that's definitely the original. original. Uh, yeah, which is for sure like like a product of its time. You know, uh, when it came out for people, this is like the creepiest thing ever. It's so wild. You watch it now and it feels pretty tame overall. But it is creepy. I thought he was going to talk about that that remake with Nick Cage. You ever see that one? Fuckers. With the fucking the bees? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, Parasite. Yeah. On Hulu. Yes. Aww. This was an interesting watch. Yeah, a class movie about the haves and have-nots. Mm. It's a kind of drama, satire, that turns into horror. The end gets wild. Worth a watch. So wild. I did. I forgot this is my media diet. I did rewatch this on Hulu the other yeah. night. And I totally... It's over two hours. When I started, yeah. I was like... Almost 10 o'clock. I was like, oh, boy. Next thing you know, 1 o'clock in the morning. Well, that's fuck. Yeah, I put, my phone, I put my phone down. I was like, what? Phone down. All right. Start the movie. Let's see. Will it get me a yeah. second time around? I was like sucked in. Yeah. It was so good. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, my brother took out his phone. It was definitely using his phone. Mm-hmm. And then when I called him on, he's like, no, I wasn't. I was like, hey, yes, you were. I saw you using your phone. I saw you using it. Uh, man, I, I think it's fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. The Known Unknown on Netflix. Oh, this is that. Errol R. Morris documentary on Rumsfeld. Errol Morris interviews Donald Rumsfeld. Yes. Very much in the vein of Fog of War, although Rumsfeld seems to evade criticism, covers his rise in politics, which was somewhat interesting, mm-hmm. and ends with the Bush administration. If you're into politics, worth a watch. Yes, uh, and I love that he referenced Fog of War. Such a great documentary where he interviews Robert McNamara mm-hmm. about all his involvement in everything. The guy was involved in so much shit. Mm-hmm. Wild. Um, that, this... Standard operating procedure. Have you ever seen that one? I don't think so. Remember the Abu Ghraib photos that mm-hmm. came out with like that chick yeah. uh, and the, the, the mm-hmm. stacked bodies? There was a documentary about that and, oh, okay. and talking to those people mm-hmm. and like the girl in the photo and everything. And of course, Drew's story is so much bigger and deeper. It oh, was portrayed in the yeah, media. Yeah. And but, uh, but that makes the military look bad. We can't have that. Precisely. Uh, such a great, great documentary. Awesome that, he, that he's seen some Errol Morris stuff. That's cool. Uh, God Knows Where I Am on Netflix. Does he, though? Post-mortem documentary on a lady found in an abandoned home. Yeesh. The story blossoms, but there's a lot of this that could have been cut out. Hmm. So it's a documentary? I guess. I guess so. Sounds like it. And Raging Bull. Ooh. Finally got a chance to see this. I like that it was black and white, and some of the camera moves are really good. Mm. Pesci and De Niro are a good tag team. Probably a one-time watch for me, though. It's a hard watch because it's not fun. Uh, Scorsese was in a bad point in his life. We talked about this in that Scorsese Mm -hmm. episode we did. It's a hard watch. Uh, Jake Lombardo's not a fun character or a likable character. Uh, It's bloody. It's gory. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard to go back to. I can't wait to rewatch it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be in Chris's media diet this week. What? I said that's going to be in Chris's media diet this week. Hell yeah. Re- Raging Bull rewatch, man. Let's get on it, son. Uh, is that it? Yes. All right. Oh, and then we have Thanks, Gabe. We really appreciate it. But let's go to our Facebook group where we have uh, a comment slash question thread that we uh, leave up there for a few days. People can use that if they want, just like this. Oh, this is from Carmella. What's up, Carmella? <laughs> No, I'm sorry. The last Godzilla. Actually, it's appropriate. Oh, what was it? The last Godzilla really sucked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> Other than Jordan Vogt Roberts, Kong Skull Island, or Guillermo del Toro, who would you have direct the next one? Mm-hmm. I'd pick Christopher Nolan 
because he's directed a big comic book movie like Batman mm -hmm. and huge action sequences in Inception. True. Plus, Nolan has experience directing and staging big military battle scenes like in Dunkirk. So with those three off the books, who would you choose if you could have your pick? And Drew can't have a Takeshi Miyake Godzilla. <sighs> you know, Chris, That'd be the I, never, <laughs> I never knew I wanted a Takeshi Miyake Godzilla <laughs> until, somebody, <laughs> until somebody said I couldn't have one. And now, and now that's what I want. That's what you want. <laughs> you want the jizziest Godzilla movie ever made. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be. It's gonna be at least. Maybe we'll get a stumpy Godzilla in there, or some sort of stump monster. A stump monster in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. Like why is it in a bag? Uh, Guillermo del Toro is, is the best answer uh, for like because he did Pacific Rim. So I mean, you can see I, it. I'm, I'm gonna go with. Uh, Gosh, I'm, gonna, I, good. I'm gonna go with another Asian and go uh, Zengi Mao. Whoa, man! Huge I want... armies trying to battle Godzilla. Going. <gasps> <gasps> everything arrows every, everything color coded yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. we could have godzilla godzilla and and king kong <laughs> could have a mental battle in their heads before they have an actual physical yeah, battle hero style <laughs> that would be awesome i would love that i would love that so how about that how about have a singing out okay i'll see zangy mouse godzilla versus kong yeah we can have two opposing armies so we can have the godzilla army versus the kong army so we can also have some you know beautiful kung fu in there as well wild. that would be wild uh you know you know who would do a good job uh you know who did cloverfield who matt reeves okay the guy is doing the batman now sure. and the and yeah. the last couple of uh planet of the apes he did the thing that Del Toro did with Pacific Rim. And it's the part of the reason why Pacific Rim is better than Pacific Rim Uprising. Where all the camera perspectives are like grounded. Yeah. In that it's literally from the ground looking up. Yeah, well, it's so you get the actual scale of the monster. You understand it, right? From a human perspective. Yeah. Uh, so even if it's from the air, it's a shot that's like a helicopter shot or a simulated helicopter yeah. shot, right? Uh, and then in the sequel, they have the camera f whipping around, flying back and forth, doing things that a normal camera couldn't do. Like, you yeah. can only do it at the joke camera, so it was very artificial. Uh, Matt Reeves did the same thing, forced to do the same thing with the handheld aesthetic of Cloverfield. Uh, if he keeps to that and does it all, like, just grounded photography, but then fantastic imagery, uh, it would look really good. Mm -hmm. um, you know who is doing Congress Skull, uh, Congress of Skull Island? <laughs> <laughs> It, that, that was actually that movie. Yeah, that was the movie. <laughs> it's um, Adam Wingard who did Your Next and then The Guest. Okay. So I'm always on board because of The Guest. Uh, but then he's faltered with Death Note, which I didn't like mm -hmm. that much. And uh, you know what I rewatched recently? I don't think I brought this up in Immediate Diet. Blair Witch. Did I mention that? Okay. I rewatched Blair Witch. Uh, just because I wanted to see parts of it. I was like, fuck it. I'll just, it's, no. oh, it's short. I'll watch the whole thing. And I, it's... I think it's enjoyable. I liked it more this, this time around. Uh, especially the ending when they're like, in their house and the, the big uh, long-armed creature thing is mm -hmm. like stomping around or apparently looking online it's supposed to be that thing that you see in that movie is supposed to be like a past victim of the Blair Witch that's like stuck there and like doing her bidding and mm -hmm. stuff. So it could be like a person that's just been fucked up over time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, he's doing Kong versus Godzilla. And... Uh, that should be coming out next year. And we'll see what happens. I hope it's good. It's crazy. It's that it's that thing where he's gotten and I I like his movies mostly so far. But it's that thing where this guy keeps like 
he did a good movie, but then he's failed a couple times. Yeah. And then he got Kong vs. Godzilla. No. Like, how did that happen? No. But then uh, Birds of Prey doesn't make as much money as uh, certain people would hope. No. And now it's like, well, forget Kathy Ann's career. What about just women in general? Women can't be making comic movies, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they, that, yeah, that, they can. That sort of thing. I mean, yeah. Wonder Woman. Have you seen the poster for Wonder Woman 84? Jesus Christ. The marketing alone. (laughs) The marketing alone makes Wonder Woman 84 Uh, like worth it. It looks so cool. I hope it's a good movie. Me too. I hope it's a good. Um, So maybe Adam. We'll hope Adam Wingard's going to be good. Zang your mouth. I like your bringing it back to, although you did give a Japanese pro- uh, property to a Chinese director. That's no, a, that's I mean, a so very we, cross-cultural, bold movie. I say. mean, whatever. Fucking get over that shit, yo. <clears throat> get over it, yo. <laughs> Japan's like, what? <laughs> we invented that. Get over it. Whatever. Have you seen what the Americans have done with it? If you can't, I oh mean, and, and, and we bombed you guys back to the fucking Stone Age. Yo, so we've had, three, <laughs> we've had three Godzilla movies, and in my opinion, only one of them is good. People don't even like any of them. There are people who don't even like that. I like one part of the new Godzilla remake. Which uh, which one? Of, of the, the first one. Just one part? The, yeah, which of, part, of which the part? remake. Which part? At the very end, when he rips off the giant oh, yeah, monster's yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking head and breathes fire down its fucking neck yeah, stump. Awesome. I was just like, whoa! That is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> that whole... When he, when he goes atomic for the first time, we're like, yeah. The My favorite part, one of my favorite parts of that movie, doesn't even necessarily involve a monster, because it's when they uh, Halo jumped into the city. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And, and they yeah. used the and, 2001... Yeah, it's a huge shot. And, like very distant, yeah. and then the the two thousand one monolith, like oh, mm-hmm. sound effect. Like what's going on? It's a new age of consciousness. <laughs> um, I mean, Kong Skull Island is definitely the best. No, for sure, easily. Fuck that movie, so good. Easily the best of all of them. It's so much fun, so much fun. Jordan votes Roberts. It's like how, it's like how do we make Apocalypse Now fun and weird? <laughs> well, here we go, yeah. Kong Skull Island. Well, first we. <laughs> First, we don't do drugs on set. All right? <laughs> it's only in the script. <laughs> Keep that shit in check, guys. The um, uh, I was gonna say uh, about Roberts. Uh, oh, he's what's he doing next? I hope it comes through because it could be fun. Uh, he's working with Kojima on a Metal Gear Solid movie. Oh, okay. So we'll see if that's any good. Yeah, yeah. he's a weird guy. So of course he hooks up with the video game director, yeah. who's like a major feature. Stuff. Yeah, the major feature of my video games is you get to hide in a cardboard box. Pretty much, or if you, <laughs> there's a part in one of them, I think Metal Gear Solid Two, where there's like a locker uh, with a picture of a girl in it, and you go into the locker, and then you hear Snake like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. makes it's sense, a, it's a, yeah, yeah, sure, good times, mm-hmm. good times. Let me see here. Okay, let me pull up my uh, my email, my stories. I got a whole bunch of stories, like I said. Oh, we got plenty of time. Jesus Christ, we got too much time. Where does time come from? Um. Lack of movies. That, That's where the time comes from. Isn't that crazy? Something. Uh, let me see. So we talking. Let's talk about some. First off, one of the delays. Jungle Cruise got pushed off an entire year. Okay. Dwayne Johnson. Uh, here's a quote from Dwayne Johnson on Instagram. We had uh, tremendous conversations with ourselves. That's a weird sentence. Mm-hmm. We have tremendous conversations. We've had tremendous conversations. It sounds like something Trump would say. <laughs> the most tremendous conversations we had them with ourselves. Seven bucks. 
uh, Disney leadership team about making sure that okay. So here's the thing: the the, the crew, Jungle Cruise movie got delayed because Disney wanted the parks to be up and running 100. percent Oh yeah. In conjunction with the movie coming out. Yeah, yeah, because they know they're gonna because I'm sure they're gonna revamp the Jungle Cruise ride just for the fucking movie premiere. Yes. Exactly. So, and uh, and then he adds, "This is a interesting caveat, but it's correct that ev- uh, it's very important that everyone had an emotional confidence, not only here in the states but around the world. Emotional confidence allows us to get our kids back to school, allows us to get back to work, about feeling good about that. So they don't. Say, well, it's, a, it's also a family movie. So. Yeah, exactly. So they don't want to just force people to be like go see this in troubled times. They want people to feel like I can enjoy life again, mm-hmm. so I can watch this movie. You know." Which is, will that ever happen? No. I remember in the days after 9-11, people were genuinely asking, like, will they ever make action movies again? They do. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they get crazier. Crazier. More <laughs> cities are getting destroyed in bigger, better ways than ever, man. Yeah. Buildings are coming out. Yeah, we, yeah. we are using 9-11 as art in our image. image I mean, so, I, yeah. I, I watched the entire world get turned into ice by snow tornadoes, so. The entire world? Yeah, the entire world. It's the day after tomorrow, dude. Everything froze. Was it the whole world that froze though? Yes. It was the, whole world, froze, was the right? whole world was covered by giant ice hurricanes. The whole world. I only seen it like that one time. <laughs> I do remember it was cold. It was like cold waves were coming. And we got like, we got to run away from the wave or it's going to freeze us instantly. <laughs> like, this, is, this is not science. Well, I was like, I don't care. Universal Soldier, should we do that one next? I mean, sure. I, 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 like, what, don't, uh, what I remember about Universal Soldier, I remember Dolph Lundgren playing a Vietnam vet with uh, an ear necklace. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. I remember them fighting, but uh, the type of movie fighting where it's like raining, but it's fake rain on the movie set, mm-hmm. and for lightning, they're just like flashing a light, and mm-hmm. then you know it's lightning. I remember that. Uh, there's a girl at some point. And really, I don't remember that much from it. It's on Prime right now. All right, all right. That'll be our, that'll be our next one, the backlog. Because I've been looking for a reason to re. I've seen the the sequels much more recently than I've seen that one. I mean, it has probably one of the best movie posters of all time. I picture. I have the one, the black and white one, the black and no, blue one. This one. Yeah, black, yeah, black and blue, with the red. So really it's cool so poster. awesome. It, it, it's, it's a shame the movie is not as awesome as the movie poster. Is it not though? That's the thing I can't no, remember. It, pro- it probably isn't it's though. Not. That's a cool poster. That is a really cool poster. But Universal Soldier is maybe Van Damme's most successful, financially successful movie. That's what got him sudden death. Mm-hmm. So then we'll have to do sudden death sometime after that. Uh. And then again, we'll have to swing back around the kickboxer and Lionheart eventually, one day. Hell, that's a same goddamn movie. Pretty much. You want to see him fight in the Thailand or in the parking garage? And do you want his name to be actually Leon, or do you want it to be something else? <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Why would they do that? And then that movie's called Leon in in some countries. Lionheart. Um, someone asked, <clears throat> I speculated about this. No Time to Die was one of the first movies to take the push. It was supposed to come out in April. It was supposed to come out around now. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, yeah, actually, I think it was supposed to come out this weekend. Cool. Uh, so it got pushed in November. Mm-hmm. And people were asking Carrie Fuganaga, who did season one of True Detective, Beast of No Nation, et cetera, et cetera. Asked him, are you going to take the time to... Edit, tinker, revamp, do anything. He said, no. 
movie's locked. We're happy with it. Good. Yeah, it's at a point where we're not going to fuck with it. Now we're just waiting for it to come out. I thought that was... Because uh... I was wondering. Yeah. I was already going to take the seven months. Like, hey, shit, now we got time to... Maybe we can do this. Maybe we can do that. Maybe we can do it. Or maybe they, maybe they all got it done the way they wanted. And we're like, we're fucking ready. And we're ready. And then this shit happened. And then they're like, fuck. We, we really crushed. We really worked hard to meet this deadline. And now it didn't matter. But we, we did it anyway. Um, race dates. Here we go. Candyman. Produced by Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. Directed by Nia... What's her name? Nia DaCoste. Who... There's a movie. I think it's on... Can you check Just Watch and look up a movie called Little Woods? Uh, it's a Tessa Thompson movie that I saw at the Florida Film Fest last year. And it's this chick. Nia DaCosta, I think her name is, directed it. Little Woods would be the name of that one. I'm pretty sure it's on like Hulu or something. Yeah, it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Worth watching. Little, it's a thriller, sort of thriller, about kind of like Ozarky. What's that Jennifer Lawrence movie? Winter's Bone, mm-hmm. about um, just trying to poor people struggling to get by in a shitty, rundown parts of Middle America. Uh, Tessa Thompson is really good in it. She's really good in everything. She's great in Westworld. We're talking about Westworld, mm-hmm. and uh, it's this girl uh, then went on to do uh, Candyman after this, and Candyman looks wild as fuck. It does. Nia DaCosta is her name. So, Candyman uh, release date got changed thanks to The Thing. Originally stated to come out June 12th. Now, September 25th. Okay. All right. Optimistic September release date. Sounds about right. That's what when I said in the first half of the show. Some optimism to report in some optimism. That's what I'm talking about. September 25th does feel like a safe window. Yeah. Hell, by that point, they may have already tried to reopen and then shut down because of a second wave. Mm-hmm. By that point. Yeah. Who knows? That, that's the thing. The powers that be are sh- biting, chomping at the bit to, re- quote, reopen the economy. Uh, much to our danger. So who knows when these things will really, really take effect. Um, And then because of all this stuff and all the shuffling, for example, Black Widow being pushed. Uh-huh. The whole Marvel MCU. schedule, yeah, the whole got MCU got pushed. They have to because everything is going one after the other. If if this movie comes up before this one, yep. people are going to be like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? And then on top of that, with the shutdown, now they have uh, production shutdowns and delays yeah. and stuff. So everything's off track. Yeah. They have to, they have their weird schedule. So the whole schedule got shifted. So it's real quick. Go over that adjusted schedule. Black Widow. Now, November. Okay. After, it'll be weird looking at history books after Marvel's crazy run of like 20 movie movies. Movie after movie after movie after movie after movie after screeching yeah. out. Yeah, three to four <laughs> movies a year. Somehow making so much money, being successful, and then, sorry guys. I mean, they were already looking weird with only having two movies scheduled for this year. It's fine. Now it's only one. Black Widow, November 6th. Bumping the Eternals. To February 2021. Okay. Bumping Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings to May. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Shang-Chi was supposed to be like the small in-between movie between summer and, and November. And now it's going to be the summer movie. And now it's the summer movie. Oh, all the chips just got pushed on that thing. The director of that one, Daniel Cretton, whatever his name is, he just shat a brick when he read that. Um, Doctor Strange was supposed to get that spot. Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness. That's a November slot for that. 
uh, pushing Thor, Love and Thunder. Four. Four. Four, Fast the Four Furious, mm-hmm. to February 2022. They'll probably release it as close to Valentine's Day as possible and make it silly. God. Genius, Drew. How come we're not working over there, making all this money? Ryan Reynolds already did it with Deadpool. That's right. He's the one who started it. Fucking genius. Smart guy. <laughs> Um, Deadpool's a love story. Now, this is interesting because it's set for the middle of summer. And because of the Sony picture, the third MCU Spider-Man movie Mm -hmm. still set to come out July 2021. Okay. So that hasn't been changed. 2022 will now have February Thor, which means Black Panther 2 has not changed its original release date of May 6, 2022. Okay. So Black Panther 2 will be kicking off uh, that summer. And then uh, this is a brand new reveal. Captain Marvel 2, that same summer. Okay. 2022 is going to be a pretty big summer for Marvel. Uh, And then, yeah. Oh, and then they have, you know what these studios do. They they carve out release dates years ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So they have uh, an October 7, 2022 release date. And a 2023, February 2023 release, but with no titles. We'll see how that goes. Cool. Of all those movies I just mentioned, Drew, which one would you say you're looking forward to the most? I mean, probably Doctor Strange. Yeah, probably me too, right? Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Shang-Chi and, and The Legend of the Ten Rings does have potential. It'll be fun. It'll be a fun martial arts movie. Because, Well, I mean, if, if, if they're doing The Legend of the Ten Rings, those are the Mandarin's rings. Yes. So we'll, we will be getting an actual Mandarin as opposed to the faux Mandarin. But, uh, which I, I'm a, I'm a pro-faux Mandarin guy. I'm a big on that storyline. I know a lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was, it was fine. I thought it was enjoyable. <coughs> the, I just like Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley so. <laughs> yeah, he really killed it. The um, the chance to do a, how do you say, culturally appropriate Mandarin mm-hmm. Ten Rings and all that. Find a way to do that without leading to ooh, Oriental mysticism of the mm-hmm. 70s, that type of shit. You know, they do have a, I think this guy is technically, is he Hawaiian? It's like Japanese. It's part Japanese. I'm not sure. He is Asian. Of some sort. Okay. His name's Daniel. I don't know. He's from America. Daniel. They. Uh. He's from. He's from California. Probably. He's like a valley guy. He's no. like, dude, I surf, bro. No. Uh. It's like that joke in Big Trouble in Little China. It's like these guys savvy English. <laughs> it's like what's what, what's with this guy? Uh. Yeah. Sam Ray. I'd agree. Doctor Strange. Either that or Black Panther too. Probably too. I'm looking forward to the most. Um, and then there's still no talk of uh, what's a release date for Guardians of the Galaxy three because that's gonna be that's being worked on uh, eventually, eventually as well as Ant Man. I guess that'll be Ant Man three, and and then all of this stuff. There's no there's no overt team up movie. There's no Avengers. So what are we gonna do there? It's probably a few years down the road. They're probably going to wait to make that special again, right? It's got to be a special thing when we bring all these characters together. No, exactly, yeah. I mean, and I'm sure with, you know, all these other characters that they have now, they plan on bringing in another team. I mean, I'm sure Marvel's still fucking chomping at the bit to get the X-Men right, so... Yeah, we haven't even talked about that. They have X-Men and Fantastic Four. But both of which need to be redone, so... That's so true. So we have like three years worth of stuff. So 2022, 2023... Expect those guys to start popping mm-hmm. up. 
That's so true. And seriously, and w- with the way that we're going into space and staying in space with the yeah. Marvel stuff, Fantastic yeah. Four makes the most sense. Hell yeah, the Silver Surfer. Let's let's get the Herald in there. Uh, Galactus and find come and eat some planets. Chomp, chomp, chomp. That'd be awesome. Planets for breakfast. Uh, so we got also oh. Disney. People are wondering when it's going to happen. Disney finally pushed one of their movies to their streaming platform. Okay. But it's one of the movies that's already been getting kicked around okay. a little bit, which means it probably kind of sucks. Kenneth Branagh's Artemis Fowl. No, yeah. I think we saw the trailer for that. We did. It looked like a kid, men in black type thing, yeah. but with something else going on, yeah. like, like magic or whatever. I don't know. Uh, it looks weird. It was supposed to come out August 2019. Okay, so that was last year. And then it got pushed to May of this year. Because they are like, this movie sucks, we need to make it better. We need to work on it, make it better, and then give it a summer release date. Now they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Disney Plus. Watch that shit, people. Please. Dear God. One of our 50 million subscribers they recently announced. One of you guys, please watch it and let us know it's not terrible. We paid Kenneth Branagh a lot of money to make this thing, man. And uh, he got mad. When he couldn't uh, just do Hamlet again. Well, I mean... Adapt our book. Yeah, You can't do that every time, Kenneth. You can't. Another movie that got delayed a bunch and is now finding a streaming home is that Dave Bautista, My Spy. That one where he's like... I don't even think we've ever seen a trailer for him. He's like a CIA agent. He's someone. He's undercover. And like a little girl like in the house that they're holed up in, that they're doing a stakeout, finds him. So... Uh, she's like, I won't blow your cover if you teach me how to be a spy. And he's like, fine. So Dave Bautista's in a kid's movie. Absolutely. Okay. They all do one. Oh, no, I get it. Uh, Vin Diesel had the pacifier. Yeah. I mean, Schwarzenegger did it. The Rock did it. They all they all do it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's all the it's all the lug, it's all the lug heads that do it. All the big uh, the big. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> they do it. So he's doing it with my spy. My spy. Uh, Delayed a whole bunch of times coming out on Prime Video. No release date yet. Okay. Uh, it was supposed to come out again, like Artemis Fowl. It was supposed to come out last August. It never did. Before it got pushed to this summer. It has to be because it's bad. No, it's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dave Bautista, everything he does can't be good. Oh, but speaking of good, the cat's butthole cut. Uh-huh. All right, we got some clarification on how this whole thing happened. No one put in buttholes on these cats, no. but the way the digital the fur program was worked, made, it, yeah, it, they just created butts. Uh, so here's the the true story report from the Daily Beast. Cats was halfway complete when f- someone finally noticed the buttholes. We paused it. A source said we went to our call su- call our supervisor, and we're like, "There's a fucking asshole in there. There's buttholes." I just imagined their mm-hmm. English. It wasn't prominent, but you saw it, and you were just like, what the hell is that? There's a fucking butthole in there. It wasn't in your face, but at the same time, if you're looking, you'll see it. Uh, so someone had to have the buttholes removed. It was also revealed. Uh, oh, this is also crazy. This is part of the reason why the movie is bad. Quote, before visual effects artists <clears throat> render sequences, they normally show directors play blasts. Preview renderings that feature characters without color or texture. Okay? So like a wireframe. Mm-hmm. That allows the director to evaluate the motion before hours of work are done to flesh out things like color, texture, and lighting. 
Director Tom Hooper, however, did not seem to grasp that process. Anytime the visual effects team wanted to show the director any animatics, the source said, they had to fully render it. Otherwise, he'd say things like, what's this garbage? And I don't understand. Where's the fur? He didn't understand how visual no, effects work. He doesn't get it. Uh, he's an old man. I don't think he's... He's not old. He's just... Uh, I don't even want to say dumb. What is it? Ignorant of process? Not caring? Not not curious enough to learn how things are done? Mm-hmm. And, the, and demand things? I won an Oscar. I did the King's Speech. That was an anomaly, bro. Yeah. All right. Exactly. He's not, he's not a good director. as Tom Hooper, gay. And then he made Cats. So... Proof is in the pudding. Same thing with, uh, we talked about it on the Dr. Doolittle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, Steve Gagan. Siriana's a damn good movie. Siriana also doesn't have any digital effects and no talking animals. He doesn't understand how to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this movie is all digital effects. And he was like ignorant of the process and didn't want to learn it. And it's apparently and it shows. shows in the movie. However, was a huge fan of the Dr. Doolittle movie. <laughs> Britney Spears. All right. Okay. Tastemaker Britney Spears posted on Instagram uh, just a poster of the movie. And then she captioned it. This movie is a must-see. Robert Downey Jr. is so genuine you fall in love with him. The animal characters are hilarious. And there seems to be a special tone. Capital S, capital T. Throughout the whole movie, which I find hard to find these days. Uh, and then the, that emoji where it's like the guy who puts his finger to his chin. It's like he's thinking. Mm-hmm. I find it hard to find mm-hmm. these days. So if you watch this movie and you're as enamored as I was with his jackets and clothing, don't get lost like I did. Just remember he's a man who can speak to animals and he's brilliant. So she warns people to not get lost in the wardrobe and then gives them a quick reminder of the premise of the movie okay. so as to uh, so it's, get through it. So somebody famous likes an awful movie. Next. I can't even count how many movies I've watched. Oh, that's just how many movies in general. Uh... Yeah, I wonder what it's like to be rich and famous and quarantined in, in, in rich conditions. Like, you have a mansion in Las Vegas. I mean, probably pretty nice. Watching Dr. Doolittle and loving it. And loving it. <laughs> and loving it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a nice existence. I mean, ignorance <laughs> is bliss, bro. Yeah. Sounds good. I want to be like, oh, look at the jackets. And just, I mean, and just be happy looking at jackets. I mean, I could give you a lobotomy. We could get you there. I feel like though I wouldn't, then I'd lose my appreciation of the jackets. I mean, yes. But you'll be really enamored by them. <laughs> there's there's got to be a middle ground. No. No. Mm-hmm. No. There's got to be a halfway point. There's a middle ground between being normal and being lobotomized. And being and, intoxicated. And that's called Britney Spears. She's not intoxicated anymore. I don't think she's intoxicated. She's She's been clean for a while. So she did permanent brain damage to herself, okay? Cool. Maybe. Ooh. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Post-traumatic brain stress... Uh, management. That's my post-traumatic name. meth disorder. Post. I'm not doing meth. <laughs> I'm not doing meth. God damn it! Look, it, it is. It's post-traumatic brain management where you take. No. No. So uh, speaking of post-traumatic, Southland Tales. Yes. Remember that one? Shit show. Yes, absolute shit show. Richard Kelly did Donnie Darko look to be the next big thing. But even he, whatever, I mean, he had a chance to redo Donnie Darko and he fucked it up. He fucked it up with the director's cut. 
Which is after he came out with Southland Tales, which was not good. Which but, no one liked. but 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 I mean, hey, we got The Rock, we got uh, we got some uh, Justin Timberlake, we got we did uh, a whole song and dance uh, number. Uh, uh, Sean William Scott. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, weird movie. Southland Tales, people don't know, uh, originally premiered at the Cone Film Festival in two thousand five. It's based on a comic book series. Based on a comic book series that he did, and uh, it. Disastrous reception at the Khan Film Festival. Boos, jeers, they hate it. Also, Khan is known for their over the top, like, this movie got a 10 minute standing ovation. Yeah. Then you watch the movie, it's like, yeah, it's fine. Um, but it got booed to the ceiling. And then it got dramatically recut, uh, kind of against what he wanted, put in theaters in 2007. Uh, he did The Box in 2009, remember that one? Mm-hmm. And then he hasn't done a movie since. Okay, I, I get it. Yeah. I understand. I understand as well. Yeah. I understand as well. Uh, meanwhile, he is out there uh, using social media and interacting with uh, whatever fans he has left. And he's letting people know that he and his team have completed a 4K restoration of the original Cannes Film Festival cut of Southland Tales. I'll watch it. I'll fucking watch it. I'd love to watch a longer train wreck. Somehow he thinks more is better. I can't wait. <laughs> I'll watch it. I can't wait. I mean, if he fucked up Eddie on that bed, he can only make it worse. He can and only make it worse. I mean, I mean, I love bad movies. He can also make more. For example, he intends to direct a Southland Tales prequel. Okay. Which will mix animation with live action. Okay. Fun. Uh, he says, we have completed 4K restorations of both the theatrical and canned versions. The 158-minute can cut is rough with many unfinished visual effects, but it will be released for posterity. Okay. Yeah. Fun. Southland Tales is a six-chapter saga. The existing film covers the second half. He went all Star Wars episodes four, five, and six on us. Mm-hmm. He's like, you want you, you want the prequel? Give me a couple years. I wrote graphic novels that cover the first three chapters. I've completed an ambitious new script that uses the novels as a blueprint for ambitious new film. He used the word ambitious to describe his own work twice in one sentence. Because he's full of himself. <laughs> yes, he is. The um, <clears throat> there's a story. I heard this is from uh, Ron B. Long Beach Englewood when in his LA days. Uh, he was there shortly after. He was there in LA, like right around the time where he's making uh, the box and stuff like that in mm-hmm. Southland Tales. There's a story about how Richard Kelly, so this is a secondhand grain of salt alleged, it's probably not true. He would like take a girl to go on a date, but the date would be like, let's go back to my place and watch my movie. Not watch my movie. Let's watch uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. that's like his favorite movie. Okay. And then he, they would watch it with him talking over the whole thing. Uh-huh. And then when it's giving, over... Giving his non-director's commentary. And then when it's over, he's like, let's watch it again with the director's commentary. So here, let's watch this movie with me talking over it. And now let's watch this movie with Steven Spielberg talking over with it. With me talking over Steven Spielberg. That sounds awful. Doesn't he sound like a joy? A pure delight of a person who you want to be around? No. Richard Kelly? No, he doesn't. At J. Richard Kelly on Twitter. Uh, you should get back on Twitter and hang out with him. No, <laughs> I shouldn't. That's not how Twitter works. Um, let's see. Where are we at with the stories? Um, the, 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 the Bautista, the, the Cat's Butthole Cut, Southland Tales. Yep. Yep. 
So the South by Southwest uh, Film Festival portion all, of the fest, online thing, is going to be an online thing for on for all Amazon users. Mm-hmm. But, but apparently, not all people, all not all movies accepted to the festival are taking part. Okay, because not all of them want their movie out there for free. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at this point, especially this one explains pretty well. Someone did a a comedy called "I Used to Go Here" with a uh, Jillian Jacobs, Gillian Jacobs, mm-hmm. excuse me, from Community. Uh, interesting point. Interesting perspective. This makes sense. We were asked, I think everyone was asked, and unfortunately we had to turn down the opportunity as much as I would love to do it. The financiers and the people that have a vested interest in the movie uh, being sold feel rightly that this would possibly hurt our chances of actually selling the film. Let's say distributor, IFC or Sony, wanted to buy the film. Maybe we would decide that they want to do a theatrical release and then they would want the film to ultimately end up online so it go to Netflix or Amazon, one of those services, and they would be afraid that the moment would have passed. If it's available on Amazon Prime, and it's unlimited how many people can watch that, people who are excited about the movie, however many hundreds of thousands of people who watch it, then later when the movie does start its natural streaming service life, it will be old news. Mm-hmm. Or if they do a theatrical release, people would not be motivated to go see it. In Probably. The theater. Yeah, which makes us Especially a... This just looks like a small comedy about a girl who uh, she's having a bit of a sort of a midlife crisis-y type of thing. It just mm-hmm. goes back to her college. I mean, it sounds like the, the type of movie that most people are going to be seeing on the streaming services anyway. Anyway, right? So it's gonna, it has a small theatrical life. Put it out online ahead of time would like kill that theatrical life. Yes, for sure, it would. If people wanted that. Wh- whatever small our, theatrical life it would have. Our 5, 10, 12, 15 million dollars, yeah. maybe, maybe it hits... And you do make 50, 60, 70, in which case, then it, then it paid off. But, you know, uh, it's an interesting perspective. i uh, interested to see what does come out. You know, A24's Green Knight was supposed to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like I mentioned, also the Eric Andre movie, mm-hmm. Bad Trip, was supposed to play. Those are two I'm looking for. Um, oh, you know what else is supposed to be playing? Even though, I, I swear to God, I think it's already available for rent. Um, Lucy in the Sky. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Came out so long ago. I know. And nobody saw it then. Mm-mm. We're going to try again. <laughs> it's a pandemic. Now everyone's home. I might watch it then. Weird. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, former presidential candidate mm-hmm. of the United States of America. Um, someone, what was this in, even in relation to? Uh, I don't know. How did we get this quote? Here's a quote from her. Talking about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. One of my faves. She's a rock fan. Okay. Don't laugh until you've seen it. I promise you this. Get a ball. Oh, she's talking about uh, specifically the movie Tooth Fairy. Okay. Speaking of big lugs with little kids. Yep. Her, one of her favorite movies is Tooth Fairy. One of my faves. Don't laugh until you've seen it. I promise you this. Get a ball of popcorn, Tooth Fairy, and popcorn. And when you're finished, tell me you don't feel better you want to take the elizabeth warren challenge no and get a bowl of popcorn nope. and watch a tooth fairy and at the end see if you feel better i'm not a fan of popcorn not a child so i'm not gonna be into the kids movie uh and i mean the tooth fairy is probably one of the rock's worst and i've seen some bad rock movies oh man yeah i saw the one where he punched an earthquake Nope. I saw I saw the one where he tried to punch a burning building. Yeah, he did, but he only had one leg, so yeah. he couldn't really do it. <laughs> Naomi Campbell had to do it. Uh, not Naomi Campbell. Naomi. No, it was. was her name? It was. Is Naomi Campbell? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Why am I? Why am 
Why are you thinking pretty of Pretty sure. Um, yeah, from the TV show. Yeah. yeah pretty sure. Uh, I'm trying to think of the worst. What could be a worse? I mean, Southland Tales, we were just talking about one. <laughs> Man. <laughs> they show a head pic- in the article that had pictures of him from like early 2000s. He's like, so he tiny. Has, he has hair. He has hair and he's so tiny. Yeah, yeah. Because all the HGH, yeah. uh, his head isn't as big. Uh-huh. So weird. HGH is crazy, man. Um, see that eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, Tooth Fairy. Ooh. Okay, so another famous person has poor taste in movies. Cool. <laughs> I know. Isn't it nice? Isn't it nice to not care about what movies you watch? Um. Oh, this is kind of interesting. John Cena. Uh, Instagrammed an image from a comic book. Okay. And then he didn't put anything in the caption. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he doesn't caption his images. Okay. He's just like, this is he awesome. Just, I, I like this. Just, this may or may not have something to do with anything. Yeah. So here's the image he did. Just this guy in it looks like a superhero space suit fighting tiny guys in, in little green suits. Man, that looks so familiar for whatever reason. All right. Well, I'm about to describe to you what okay. it is. And you can tell me if you know about it or not. First off. This image is not from Marvel or DC. It's from Valiant Comics. Sounds about, yeah. You know Valiant Comics? Yeah. You read some I'm Valiant? familiar with Valiant. All right. Well, this guy is apparently named Exo Manowar. Oh, okay. You know Exo Manowar? Fa- oh, enough familiar with, with, with the name. With the name. Yes. I never read any of it, but um, right. he was one of the, uh, you know, he, he like uh, this thing like called Nighthawk, who was basically like the fake Batman. Okay. Like he's their version he, of yeah, uh, the it, city Avenger. Exactly. He's, you know, very much in the same token as a lot of comic book characters. But yeah. like, you know, it's like the, the, the B version. Sure. Well, this is a weird, I mean, the spin is weird and it's like. One extra layer deep that they don't need to go. That what makes it weird. Do we have a description here of what Exo Man o War is? That says he was originally known as Eric of Daria, okay. a soldier who fought against the Roman Empire in fifth century Europe mm-hmm. until he was kidnapped by an alien race known as the Vine. After several years, several years in captivity, he led a revolt against the Vine, and then he bonded with. The armor that he wears, mm-hmm. the sentient Exo Man of War armor, uh, being the first ever to survive the process. Um, the Vine were launched a counterattack, wiped out nearly all of the rebels, forced him to escape. Uh, he made it back to Earth, but due to time dilation, it's now the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you know, uh, that's what happens when you travel to the speed of light. Because of space time. Um, he fights against the vine who then protects Earth as Exo Man of War. So John Cena posting that image does that mean he's going to be Exo Man of War? Is he teasing that out there? I mean, more than likely, but it it seems like it's going to be a B studio taking over a B comic oh, with yeah. a B actor. Yeah, well, I he, mean, John Cena is a B actor at it, this point. It is going, I, I guarantee you, it is going to be like a bloodshot clone. Ooh. It's going to be that level of straight garbage. But what if it's so such an underdog that it's like... Uh, that it could be good? Yeah, you know, that type of thing where... They, I mean... They just get the right people to try it, to, to work on it. I mean, it's going to be... If it works, it's going to be somebody's breakout. We're like, holy shit. You know, like, who the fuck is this guy? Who are these people? Why Why haven't they been doing things for the last however many years? Sure. Uh, unless they get someone established. They don't have to be someone's like... Well, and even somebody... Est- 
someone established isn't going to have the creativity or the weirdness to make this the movie that it needs to be. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Too derivative. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't pull like a Kenneth Branagh store. You need a Taika Waititi store out of this. Sure. Sentient armor makes you think of the Robert Downey Jr. talking to his suit. The AIS I mean, in the it, suit. It, it, it's going to be... It's also Venomy. I was, talking to the I was about to say, it's going to be upgrade, just less violent, maybe for children. Upgrade. Upgrade for kids. Very upgrading. Leowano, get him to do it. Bring not Tom Hardy back. Bring not Tom Hardy back. They'll shoot it in Australia for like $20 million, which they can make look like $40 million because Australian tax breaks, right? Leowano, come on. Yeah. What if we even make it R-rated? I mean... Then, maybe... I, I, maybe I'm a fan of R-rated superhero movies. Okay, okay, I got you on board. Maybe so. with Exo Man or we'll see. Uh, none, none of those things will happen. It'll, I mean, if you told it'll, me it'll be much, it'll be shitty, like you say. I mean, if somebody told me that Channing Tatum's Gambit was going to be rated R, I'd be like, you know what? Okay, let's watch. Yeah, it. And then we can see him like <laughs> blow someone's head off with a peanut. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that would be fun, but, but, that's, but no, not, that's not going to happen. No, goddamn, <laughs> that'd be too cool. Why can't we have cool things? Um, last story, AMC uh, staring down the barrel of bankruptcy because, uh, and this isn't even them saying it officially, this is from analysts, their stock was downgraded to sell mm-hmm. because they have, between cash and credit, enough liquidity to be solvent through July is what they said. Uh, part of the reason for the sell order is because AMC across the board has decided to stop paying their landlords. Uh, wild how corporations mm-hmm. just decided to no. do that. Um, so by August, they're going to be looking at bankruptcy proceedings, restructuring, uh, good opportunity for someone like Netflix to come in. Or Amazon. Amazon. Or whoever. Any of these streaming services that are looking for a theatrical venue to show their movies, even exclusively. No. Netflix doesn't need exclusive. They just want a place to show their movies. Yeah. Um, and then they can lure more filmmakers to them with the promise of, yeah, you can play in our theaters. We have a thousand to 1200 of them across the country. Right. <laughs> uh, so AMC is, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're cash trapped. They're struggling. They're of all the, the movie theater chains. They're the one with the least amount of available cash on hand. And uh, they're the ones least prepared to, to weather this kind of, uh, this storm. Mm, sounds like a bunch of shitty businessmen. It does, right? It sounds like they done fucked up. I mean, if you're a giant multinational corporation that makes how many millions of dollars in profits, don't you think maybe you should have put some of that in a yeah, oh shit fund? In some sort of well, I mean, Christ, for they have close to they have close to six hundred million in cash and credit available. Their problem is just existing, not even paying everyone because almost everyone's furloughed, including their CEO, just existing. Cost them $150 million a month. That sucks for you, bro. Yeah, so that's four months right there. Uh, all their shit's gone. With nothing coming in, August. That's the August oh, time. Right. Uh, so that's the problem. They, they're they looking like they can't make it past June, July. And analysts are looking at theaters possibly reopening in August. Uh, AMC might not make it. AMC might not make it. And uh, just like not in that way. So we'll see what goes through. Regal, uh, they look like they're fine. And then there's all the smaller chains like Cinemark and Cobb. We'll see. Great opportunity for, for Netflix and someone to come in and take that shit. Um, all right. So there we go. When, when will we ever get to do a COVID free episode? Oh, it's gonna be nice. I mean, we'll see. It's gonna, I mean, almost every story we do is touched by it. I mean, yeah. 
Maybe sometime next year I think I'll be, be back to normal in the movie world. Nah, because then by then it'll be like wave three of COVID. That's where it'll be. It'll be COVID-20. Well, they'll have a little bit of herd immunity by then, I'm sure. Can we get herd immunity if we, if we stay socially distant? No. No. That's why the Swedes aren't being so hardcore about the social not at all thing. they're not doing anything people yeah. are still gathering in public yeah they're like herd immunity they're like we've decided to go herd immunity people are gonna die yeah, yeah. it's a tough decision to make alright well uh, I guess we'll see it's not anytime soon but for this, this episode for now so we're done with this week's show thank you Joseph Cogburn you're welcome everyone check out patreon.com slash for new weekly bonus episodes uh, come out every Friday and uh, you're welcome for this week's free show. Goodbye. A PFT Media Production.